Hey folks, Steve Lewis here. Welcome to Relevance for Today. Today I have a pleasure of talking with a wonderful couple from Fort Worth, Texas, Phelan and Natalie Barthen. Stay tuned, folks. It's going to be awesome. Okay, so as I was saying, this wonderful couple, Phelan and Natalie Barthen, they have been ministering to people through music and have four CDs, as well as ministering through preaching, teaching, and a few other ways. Their lyrics are undeniably scripture-based, while the eclectic style of music ranges from an intimate acoustic flair with instruments such as the guitar and rarely heard hammer and mountain dulcimer to a full band sound that goes all the way to classic to modern rock and blues. In a day and age where Christian values are being diluted, their heart is to encourage and strengthen believers and challenge them in their faith. Welcome, you two. Thank you. Yes. It's good to have you both on, and we are going to jump right in because we've got all kinds of wonderful things to talk about. So, Phelan, it says that you started out playing the drums back at age 17. Yes, sir. Uh, uh, Kind of an interesting story on how that happened, uh, if you don't mind me telling. Oh, my word. Um, Tell it. You know, from from the fifth grade on, uh, I hate set was military bound. I wanted to be in the military and uh, be special forces, all that kind of stuff. And I found a friend of mine when we moved to a little small town of Lillian, there was a friend of mine that had the same goal. And so we worked out and worked out and did our stuff, you know, and Mm. grew up together going to school. Nice. And we just wanted to go into the military. That was our big deal. And so I was at a church service one day and I did not have any musical background other than playing a trombone and band. But um, was at a church service one day, and there was a, a prophet that had come in, a prophetess named Aquila Nash. She's actually on oh, wow. uh, TBN now. Okay. Um, and so she had stood me up. Of course, she was prophesying over other people too, but she had stood me up and said, I see you doing this on the platform, and she moved her hands like drums, wow. uh, playing drums. And she said, I'm not sure what it is, but you're doing this. And then she said, I also see you graduating with honors. And anybody who knew my my (laughs) grades in school would have disagreed, even though I studied really hard, uh, you know, to make good grades for Mm -hmm. military. um, I just, it it was real hard for me. So, uh, but once she said that, the Lord changed my heart immediately. Wow, praise God. And no longer was military my my forte. It, it was. It, I mean, I still like it. I still enjoy that, and, and I uh, love the people who have served. And mm, wish you. I could have served, but God just changed my heart to go into the ministry. Mm-hmm. And I ended up buying a drum set. Did not know anything about drums or music. And within a month, I was playing on a praise and worship team wow. without any lessons. Wow. Um, and then come to find out, uh, the hammer dulcimer as well, I think later on we'll get to that or something, but the, yes. the hammer dulcimer ended up, you play it with mallets, just like the drums. And so, you know, God showed himself true through that. And mm. then I ended up homeschooling and graduating with all straight A's. Oh, wow. Even my college was straight A's. So, nice. You know, God is true and his word is true. And that's how the music thing became to be in my life. Awesome. At the age 17, God just changed my heart and showed me a desire. You know, he knows the desires of our hearts. Yes, that's true. um, He he 
obviously had that birthed in my heart, and I did not know about it, but he awakened it, and um, it is what it is today. You know? Praise God. That's awesome. Great testimony. And okay, and we've got Natalie here, began singing at age five. Tell us. I did. I uh, I grew up in a pastor's home. My dad is still a pastor to this day, mm-hmm. and um, my mom and dad both sing, and I started singing, it was probably even sooner than age five, but I know that age five I was singing, and I used to be part uh, with the AG, the Assemblies of God Ministry. They had a girls program called the Missionettes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I got, yeah, I got into that, of course, um, being in an AG church, and I remember probably around the age of five, six, something like that, maybe seven, um, doing... Oh, what was it called? Daisy Duchess. <laughs> Doing Daisy Duchess and singing a song called I Am a Promise. I am a promise. I am a possibility. Yes. And, yeah. and uh, funny thing is the first time I met Phelan, I actually sang that song to him. <laughs> um, it was still in my heart. That's anyway, right. So, yeah, I started at that young age, and um, probably by the age of around 10 or 11, I was singing on the worship team at the church. Nice. And I've just been doing it ever since. It's it's my passion. It's my heart. It's what God has blessed me with, with mm. the ability to sing, although I believe that everybody has the ability to sing. Um, we definitely have the call to sing because he tells us to make a joyful noise. Yes. Um but it's just something that he put inside of me, and I love it with everything that I have. I enjoy singing, and I will probably sing till I get in the grave. There you go. And then we'll sing some more, right? Yes. Right. Yeah, that'll just be the beginning of singing. That's right. That'll just be the beginning. Yes, well, that's awesome. Such a blessing. And so you two have been married for 19 years. Coming up, July. 21st will be 19, yeah. Yes, and you have two amazing sons. Yes. Yes, we do. And Asher and, yes, yeah, those are awesome names, power names. That's awesome. Good stuff. And now you folks are living in Dallas, Texas, or Dallas, Texas, my word. I'm thinking about my son. You two are living (laughs) in Fort Worth. (laughs) Shout out to my son and daughter. Um, Okay, so. Yes, you are living in Fort Worth. That is correct. Yeah, yes. so tell us. Therefore, well, I, I grew up there. I was born and raised in Fort Worth and okay. moved to a little small town of Lillian and then um, uh, went back into the Mansfield, Arlington area, for those of you who are familiar with that. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, my wife came down from, from Midland to Waxahachie to go to school there, and that's how that's how we we actually got together. We knew each other from youth camp, but that's when mm-hmm. everything started, and, you know, engagement and proposal and all that kind of stuff. Nice. You romantic man, you. <laughs> <laughs> he saw you at youth camp and said, I'm going to marry her one day. That's, that's pretty crazy. much how it worked, yeah. <laughs> yes. yep, On so, both sides. Yep, that's awesome. So hear that, folks? Kids, go to youth camp. You never know. That's right. That's right. Don't go for the women. That's right. Or the men, but hey, uh, keep your heart open. Keep your heart open because that's where you want to meet them. You don't want to meet them, you know, in places you don't need to be. Yes, preach it. That's right. Definitely. 
Okay, so it says you were living in Oklahoma as well? Yeah, we lived in Oklahoma. Once we got married, um, I was working for a dulcimer shop uh-huh. uh, called Masterworks. Okay. And uh, they, they built hammer dulcimers, and they did the recordings and stuff. Um, they did all the recordings and everything through in Arlington uh-huh. and through a, a company called Wooden Strings, but then they made everything in Bennington, Oklahoma, um, and they're, they're – that was called Masterworks. That gotcha. business was called Masterworks. So the boss decided he was going to merge them together and just stay at, in, in Bennington, Oklahoma, where he grew up. Mm-hmm. And so we moved up there for a couple of years and worked at the Dulcimer shop um, up there and uh, loved it. Loved Oklahoma. Nice. Uh, but the Lord was just sending us back down, and we knew it. So we came back down here. Yeah, after yes. Kevin was born, our firstborn, we decided that we wanted to be a little closer to family so he could ra- be raised closer to grandma, grandpa. Oh, that's awesome. Grandma and grandpa. So we moved back down to Texas. That's awesome. And then you were asked to lead worship because God knew he had a plan. Yes. yes. We had been ministering in music. I, I was ministering in music before we uh, came out with a CD called The Book of Esther. Mm-hmm. And then... We were married. We came out with chapter eleven, and we went around and sang at different churches and and you know different places. Right. Um, but then we moved up into Oklahoma. That kind of ceased. We still wrote music and still did things like that. But uh, we sang at a lot of dulcimer festivals and played at a lot of hammer dulcimer festivals mm-hmm. and taught in the festivals. But we didn't do a lot of of ministry. The Lord, you know, once Kedron hit. We came back down to Fort Worth, and the Lord just opened the doors for the worship. So we stepped right into worship and youth ministry. That's awesome. And so what was your hand in that, Natalie, as far as your singing went? Were you teaching? Did you teach worship as well? or? I did not. I had no hand in teaching anything. <laughs> I uh, He did the teaching in the dulcimer festivals and different things like that and then whenever we stepped into worship ministry we just led the worship so nice i've never really been in the same arena of teaching as he has okay don't let her fool you (laughs) Uh, she is is excellent at harmonies Mm. um, melodies anything vocal and you know i can hear it it just doesn't come out of my mouth the same way and hers it just it just fits and so well, with the worship team, she did help the background vocalist and everything put in, uh, you know, do the harmonies right and, and work on vocals and things like that. And then as time went on, she got more comfortable with the music and would help, you know, arrange the songs and put mm-hmm. stuff together. So don't let her. Yeah, see, Phelan just ratted you she's out, Natalie. What she's, saying. she's gifted and talented. You can tell he loves you. He loves you, Natalie. That's so sweet. <laughs> So you were redirected again, though, come April 2017. So you two were full-time youth and worship pastors. Did you have a call, and did you feel that tug on your, your hearts for focusing more on youth? Um, yes, as a matter of fact. That's what, well, that's what led us to where we are now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, so, well, for me, I've, I've always enjoyed teaching youth and being around youth. Okay. Even when I was a youth, when I and when I was a youth, the Lord would give me messages and sermons. So I found myself teaching youth when I was a youth, and um, you know I quit karate for a couple of years to 
to pursue youth ministry. And so then when we got married, we had shared kind of a common call of a uh, having a place to where youth could come in and we could teach and, mm-hmm. and disciple them and be with them. And so, uh, but the music has always been the forerunner of it. Right. But um, the youth, you know, we've always been involved with youth. I think it was more of, um, we kind of, it's, it, it's kind of funny. Phelan has a passion for music, but he doesn't necessarily have a passion for leading worship. Okay. Like I do. I mean, not saying that he doesn't have a passion for it, but right. I just, that that's just inside of me of being a worship leader and, and showing people how to come to the throne room of God mm. and really get into a, a personal experience with him that you can only experience through worship. Yes. And you don't necessarily have to be in a corporate setting for that to happen, but a lot of people don't understand how to push through to get to that place. You know, a lot of churches, mm-hmm. especially these days, concert. It, yeah, it's more of a concert. Yeah. A lot of times they'll just sing maybe one or two songs. And right. You can feel right at the cusp of entering into God's <laughs> holy place. And then poof. They stop it. Yep. Yeah. And they cut it short, or they don't know where to go from there. Or, you know, a lot of places, and we were even in this position as worship leaders, we would be told from the pastor, we don't want a lot of silence. Don't don't put some silence in there because that makes people uncomfortable. Well, oh, the silence no. might make you uncomfortable. But that's where God can really start ministering mm-hmm. in that silence. That's true. And um, so we just really, I have a huge passion for leading people in worship so they can experience God on a level that they may not have ever experienced before mm. and really get into a place to where God can minister to them. I have a passion as well for youth. That's why we do what we do. So it's kind of, it's kind of a 50-50 thing. We have the yeah. passion for the youth and wanting to teach and train and disciple and mentor these kids that so desperately need it these days. Mm. But then we still have that heart and desire to lead worship and get people into God's throne room where he can do the work that he needs to do. Yeah, that's amazing. And that's awesome that you both know the calling that God has on your lives and you're actually out doing it. That's really important, yes. especially in this day and age. There's so many that have no clue what they're supposed to do. But you hit on a couple okay. things that are very important. Do you have, have you ever done a video to help people come into the presence of the Lord with worship? We have not. Mm-hmm. Um, Take we some were, notes. Take some notes. We were asked. Well, I had gone to a worship conference. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was a big worship conference. I'm not going to name the name, but it was a big worship conference okay. by some, some major radio stations. And mm-hmm. while I was there, they had a lot of um, the, the guys from the music industry as their forerunners. And so these people would stand up and ask questions. Um, hey, I'm from a small church, and this is what's going on in my worship team. How do I solve it? And... The musicians, as great and as talented as they were, could not answer those questions. Right. Um, and all these questions were happening. And, and so I had politely written into the radio station that had put it on. And so he texted me back and he said, look, he said, I want to use you because he said, you were one of the three that actually told me the truth. Nice. So he said, can you come up with some questions and some different things? that could help mm-hmm. uh, within for the next 
thing. And so I did, and they, they put it on their website and did all that. So we went to it expecting something different, and we didn't get it. Yeah, so okay. what we need to do is we need to make one like that. I mean, we're not God's gift to, you know, Christianity and worship and all that. But, you know, God gives each person callings and insights yes. and wisdom. Yep, definitely. And, um, I think we should be faithful in giving the wisdom and understanding that God has, has given us at this time. Yes. Um, we need to be faithful in getting that out. So That's true. Long story short, no, we've not made a video, but we need we need to. We yes. Need to, um, we, have, we would go to churches all the time. We still go to churches and sing or lead worship, and the, the worship teams will go, hey, can you teach us how to do this? Mm-hmm. Can you, I mean, they're seeing something. You know, show us how to do this or show us right. what you just did type of a thing. And so, yes, we do need to make one. We just have not yet. And yeah. It's good to know that there are teams out there and and worship teams out there that really are desiring to go into the throne room of God. Yes. And the thing is, you know, I've been encouraging people to share what you know, and especially now. There's so many people online now more than ever probably more now than ever have been in the world because we've all been so busy, but now we're all quarantined in different parts of the world. But there's someone sitting out there right now who's a worship leader listening to this saying, yeah, I want that. And even if they listen to it at home in private, they'll have something to bring to the table. So, you know, just listening to you too, you definitely have a hunger and a gifting for the music ministry and of course Natalie with the worship team and everything you were sharing I could definitely hear your heart and what you were sharing and I mean all you got to do is hit record on your tablet or your phone and start doing a video like some of the videos you folks have done with the uh, singing yes yes yeah and that is important encouragement thank you for that thank you very much yes it's free (laughs) but seriously though you know that's the way i look at this i'm sitting here in my basement with this whole studio set up and i can offer free the word of god to people encourage one another strengthen one another get people on interviews and just get people out there so we can you know connect so the body of christ can truly be the body of christ and connect all around the world Amen. Amen. Mm-hmm. You do a great job of it, by the way. Yeah, well, thank you very much. That's why I was saying to you when you started to fumble when I said, uh, do you have a video yet? And then I said, take some notes, get some paper. <laughs> 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 you know, people are sitting back going, my gosh, I would love that because all we do is sing three songs and then we go on and I'm almost asleep and, you know, but to really hear when you're involved, you know, well, you know, talking to the choir, but you're sitting back and you're singing and all of a sudden you feel that welling up inside of the Holy Spirit and you could just start bawling, crying. And it doesn't matter if music's even playing anymore and you're just worshiping the Lord. And you could just do that and no one has to share a message. You could just sit in that. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Good stuff. So I'll be looking forward to sharing your video. Okay, so the CDs. So people can actually go and find your CDs, Phelan and Natalie Barthen. You have Amazon had the I Am, the Gift of Love, and King Glorified, and it had the singles, These Boots, and there was another one. Um, I Will Stand. I Will Stand. Oh, my gosh, I love that song. Folks, if you have not 
heard it yet. I Will Stand is such an amazing song. and It's got the flag. It'll have you crying. That was a beautiful song. What inspired you folks? Tell me about those. How were you inspired to write that? Yeah, um... Uh oh, controversy. Flow Church just several weeks ago, Mm -hmm. and singing at a church that's made specifically for teens. And so one of the leaders there said, he asked me, "Are you a songwriter or are you a song receiver?" And that was very, uh, very important question. And I'm glad that he asked it because I'm a song receiver. Nice. Uh, Very rarely have I sat down and said, hey, I'm going to pin a song today, and I think it's going to be about this subject. Nice. Um, it does. It very rarely happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe maybe four or five times out of the 100 and 200 whatever songs I've got. Oh, wow. Um, usually God just wakes me up in the middle of the night or early in the morning or I'm driving down the road and mm-hmm. I pull over on the road or now that I'm married, you know, now they can write it down. But that's kind of how, how things happen. So with the I Will Stand, mm-hmm. um, we met a, a, a man named Bill Nash, written some number one hits, great man of God in Nashville, and um, he helps out with, uh, he, he puts on country kids camp for, uh, kids, champions kids camp for mm-hmm. uh, kids that have been abused or hurting. Oh, wow. Fantastic man. Mm. So I had talked with him, we were talking on the phone, and he mentioned a patriotic song that he had, and you know we were talking about some country songs and that type of a deal, and so I got off the phone with him, and about two days later, I wake up and start pinning a song. Wow. I mean, I didn't say, hey, I'm going to write a patriotic song. Uh, matter of fact, that's the first song that I have ever written that was not a quote-unquote Christian song. Um, so I was kind of shocked that it even came out. Mm. But uh, I had an idea to have a video with him and his wife because they're excellent singers and musicians Mm -hmm. and uh, have us together singing this song on a bass and then having maybe an air force crew or something like that stand behind us and do the, the, the anthem at the end. Yes. Um, But when I talked to him about it, we never got together and did it. So I just thought, man, I'm wasting time. So we just started recording in in the house Mm -hmm. and then we had Kedron sing at the very end. And I think it worked out. Right. Beautiful. That song made me cry, and I'll admit it. Men can cry. And that <laughs> song, being an Air Force veteran, and, and that song, it just, uh, it's something else. Make sure you listen to that well, one, you folks. You know me and my love of military. Yes. So, uh, you know, my dad served in the Korean War. Oh, wow. Uh, her father uh, served in the Vietnam War. Mm. So... You know, we've been around military, I have, all my life, people, and mm-hmm. got some good friends. One guy just retired from the Marine Corps and flew to Korea to hang out with him. And So, you know, I love military, love people who serve. Um, it's very important. Yes. And I don't think we give them enough credit, nor mm-hmm. do we give them enough money. Yes. Uh, I think we need to bless those and help those who served. Yep, that's true. And uh, speaking of that, it reminds me of my wife and I having a discussion about health care. The health care workers now are the stars. Yes. They're the heroes. I mean, our military is still the heroes because they're out there actually still fighting battles right now as we speak. But now there's a new battle on the front, and we've got some warriors that are have always worked as warriors but never been noticed 
until now. And now we're seeing right. our healthcare workers out there in the trenches. And uh, it's such a blessing. Yes, it is. Yes, and that's why the song, These Boots, that's another one. Man. So when did you write These Boots? Um, these Boots... You wrote that when Grandpa passed away? Yeah, uh, her Grandpa had passed away mm -hmm. about three years ago, I guess. I can't remember when I wrote it, though. But it was during that time. Yeah, was it around that time? Yeah, because I was down there with them whenever you wrote it. You called me and told me you had written the song. Okay. And yeah, and, and he had served in World War II uh, and got, what, the Bronze Star or something like that, mm -hmm. So, uh, which was really cool, but I think what kind of inspired that was my dad has a pair of of boots that every week when I was a kid we would go out to eat. We know it's not like today where you went out to eat every day. It was a right. special thing when you got to go out to eat. And mm -hmm. so we'd go out to eat every weekend, and um, I would polish his his uh, oh nice cowboy boots. And so when he passed away, that was the only thing that I wanted uh, was those cowboy boots. So mm. they have set up in my closet. Forever, and I still look at them when I go into my closet every day. And so, uh, you know, there's a lot of boots that you, who's going to feel those boots? I right. Mean, am I going to be the dad that I need to be? Am, am, am I going to be the pastor that I need to be or the teacher I need to be? You know, who's mm. going who's gonna to step up? And when you see a generation where the scripture says in Isaiah, God said, uh, in the end days, I will lift up my staff and my rod. I will, mm. I will lift up that instruction and that wisdom and that correction. And you're going to lose the, the mighty men. You're going to lose all of the eloquent speakers. You're going to lose all of these great people in the world. And you see a decline of mm. that already. Um, and you see a decline of, of men being men, you know. Yep. So who's, who's going to fill the boots of being a man again, uh, being a godly man? That's powerful. Have you written any songs, Natalie? Not to put you on the spot. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yet. Um, yes and no. I have started, oh gosh, probably about 15 years ago. I was driving home from Midland when I was by myself. Mm -hmm. And there was a little scripture and tune that came with it. So I, I think, pulled my phone out and just kind of sang into my phone that little chorus. Nothing ever came of it. But the funny thing is that it was um, on the scripture of... Uh, I don't even remember the scripture, I just remember the song, but Lord, you're on my light, you're my strong tower. Mm. And the funny thing is that several years later, we end up starting a youth and young adult ministry, and it was called Strong Tower. And I kind of halfway joked with Phelan saying that we need to make this our theme song for Strong Tower, but we didn't. <laughs> um, I kind of piddle. Uh, a couple months ago, I was in the... Um, music room. Well, I wasn't really in the music. I went into the music room because I was having a really difficult time, you know, doing this walking by faith lifestyle mm. of full-time ministry. Mm -hmm. Who's going to open their doors to allow us to come in and minister? Where's our food going to come from? Right. Where's our rent money going to come from? All those kind of things. Sometimes you just have rough time, rough seasons. I mm -hmm. won't even say times, rough seasons. And sometimes those seasons last a day and sometimes they last weeks into months. And a couple months ago, I was in one of those seasons of just kind of freak-out mode of, God, what is your plan? What are we supposed to do? Right. Questioning some different things, just trying to seek out what what was going to happen. And um, 
I went into the music room and just started kind of piddling on the piano and came up with something in my heart and started writing it. Mm-hmm. So the long answer to that is I have kind of. Okay. But I have not finished anything. Um, yeah. It, it's it's in the works. That's awesome. It's in the works. Well, we'll definitely look forward to hearing what the Holy Spirit lays on your heart. So you mentioned Strong Tower. That's the new ministry you folks started? Yes, sir. Yeah, tell us a little bit about it. So when Phelan mentioned earlier when we came together and kind of talked about our dreams and our visions when we were first married, we had very similar ideas and visions of what God had placed in our hearts from the time that we were teenagers. Um, And those, nothing ever really came of it until... Uh, I guess about six years ago, seven years ago, maybe. Time flies. I know. So we started um, just praying about it and saying, you know, this is really something that God put on both of our hearts. Mm -hmm. We need to do something before it's too late. And uh, not like 40 is old or anything, but I guess that whole midlife crisis starts coming into your brain and you're Mm -hmm. thinking, I can't let any more time go by without Mm -hmm. doing what I feel I need to do. So we started looking at this again and talking about it again and we went to youth camp with our youth group at the time and um, we were sitting at the table in the cafeteria during one of the meetings we had just kind of gotten away no it was after the meeting I'm sorry all the kids were out kind of doing their own thing and we were just sitting in the cafeteria trying to stay cool and one of the employees of the camp walked by and Phelan asked him a question, and he answered the question, and he said, hey, you mind if I just sit down here for a little bit and talk to y'all? Mm-hmm. said, sure. So for the next, I don't know, 30 minutes or so, um, out of the blue, nothing was ever said about anything, but out of the blue, he just starts telling it, us about a ministry that he had started with his youth up in Kentucky, mm-hmm. and it was the exact same thing that God had put on our hearts wow. to do. Uh, he didn't know this. But Holy Spirit knew it and started speaking through him. Mm-hmm. And he started outlining and saying, this is how I got it started. Because that was one of our biggest questions. Phelan <laughs> even talked to one of our youth the night before. Yep. Poured his heart out of what our vision was. He said, I just don't know where to start. I don't wow. know what to do. Well, the next day is whenever this happened. Praise God. And this man just started laying it out. This is how I did it. Mm-hmm. First I did this. Second I did this. <laughs> nice. He literally answered every question and we're sitting there with our jaws dropped thinking, is this really happening right now? Yes. And at that time, the youth, the young youth that I had shared my heart with, had come in and sat down, and he heard everything that this man was speaking. <laughs> wow. So after the man got up and left, he went, dude, every question <laughs> you asked yesterday was just answered. So he got to see how the Lord works. Yes, God is good. So we went home, and we said, you know what? We may not have everything perfect and in place, but we're going to jump out and we're going to get started on this. So Mm -hmm. we started hosting youth services, our Strong Tower youth services on Sunday nights at the church. And um, it grew up to, I don't know, about 30 kids were coming. Um, Which is in the middle of the country, so it's pretty good. Yeah, Yeah. we're having to drive out there. It's not like it was just in the middle of the city. And... I mean, we just had a great time. We had kids come in that were um, self-harmers, and they would get delivered from self-harm. Praise God. We had kids come in that were dabbling in homosexuality Mm -hmm. living, and they got delivered from that. 
um, people who didn't know Jesus at all, they just came with a friend, and now they're going to a Bible college yes. and calling on their life to do oh, um, that's awesome. work with with kids who are also struggling in the same area that they were struggling. Mm. It God just opened it up and really started developing this this uh, ministry. And um, like I said, we were running probably about thirty youth whenever that door shut at that church and mm-hmm. we uh, ended up took it to our house. Yeah, we took it to our house. We said, you know what, we may not have the same facility, but we are not stopping this ministry there just you because go. the enemy's trying to attack it. So mm-hmm. we moved it to our house and said, Whoever wants to keep coming, we're gonna keep having it on Sunday nights and so we still to this day, um, well, with the quarantine we've had to take a few weeks off. We still meet every Sunday night and we have six six people who are pretty consistent in coming. Nice. That's and awesome. And um, on a good day, we might have about 12. We have 12 to 13 yeah. that come, mm-hmm. but not all of them are consistent. Um, but, you know, I'll take those 12, those 12 consistent, hungry kids that yes. come in and learn what God has to teach them. Mm-hmm. Discipleship. I'll take the small numbers. Yeah, absolutely. I'll take the small numbers of people who are hungry over the big numbers of people who just want to come play any day. Yeah. And that was the reason for Strong Tower. Mm-hmm. Uh, we would go to youth camps, and of course, being youth pastors, we would see kids go to youth camp, and they'd go down to the altar, and they would pray, you know, to have their lives changed. Right. And then you watch them as the years go, year goes on, and then next year they go, and they go back down to the altar for the same thing. And then mm. the next year they go down, down to the altar for the same thing. And so I was noticing that none of these kids are growing. Mm-hmm. They're, they're all just stagnant. There's no, um, there's no next level. Right. Where you know, and a lot of the youth now they go to the youth groups, and don't get me wrong, I've had nothing against games and fun and activity. Mm-hmm. But uh, when they walk away without that hunger to go to the next step, yes. the next level, go from glory to glory, faith to faith, mm-hmm. um, that's a that's a problem to me. So strong tower is not for just youth to come in and hang out. Right. We desire people who are hungry for God. Mm-hmm. Amen. They know the Lord, but they know there's something missing, and they want to know how to get to the next level and what to do. And so that's what Strong Tower's for. We come in and we teach them. Uh, you know, I don't think they should have to spend thousands of dollars to get a, a, a Bible degree in college. Right. Let them come in. And, man, just teach them like you would at a Bible college. Yeah, you're discipling them. them. And and allow the Lord to work and and to move in their lives so that they gain the wisdom and the knowledge. And then we teach them uh, life skills, skills, you know, how to sew a button on, how to charge a car battery. Oh, my word. How to clean a house. house. Home economics. We we called it Life Pillars, and we did that one day, one Saturday. And so... um, Man, they, they, some of them didn't even want to come, but afterwards they were going, this is the best thing that's ever happened because they're learning stuff. Yes. Yeah. That's awesome. So we have them in there. They cooked their own lunch. We had several people. At that time, we were still at the church. Mm-hmm. We had several people that were helpers that came every Sunday night, and they would help with Strong Tower, and so they came that Saturday to help. And so we had one lady that um, always took care of the food for us, and she was in there teaching them how to cook. So they went in there and cooked their own lunch. Um, we had another couple that was really good with financial part of things. And so they came in and taught a finance class. 
uh, we split them up and Phelan and a couple of the other men leaders took the guys and myself and a couple of the women leaders took the girls and we had our own separate classes on how to be a woman of God and how to be a man of nice. God. Nice. Um, it was just, and then of course we had Bible services. We did worship in the yes. morning mm-hmm. and it was just a really great all, day. That's powerful. On, yeah. There's all hands on lessons. They were doing something. They were participating mm-hmm. in something. So yeah, that's, that's what Strong Tower is. Wow. We, that's we amazing. And we're missing being right there now. with them right now. We've Zoomed with them a couple of times mm-hmm. um, and plan to continue Zooming until we can get back to Fort Worth and be with them again. But Yeah, that's um, an amazing. That's amazing. That I mean, that's, that yeah, that's discipleship, home economics, and everything all rolled up into one. All yes. rolled into one, yeah. yeah. We're praying and believing God for a building because what we're wanting is to hold the services, you know, on Sunday evening, mm-hmm. but then also have retreats to where other people can bring their youth groups in for, you know, a weekend or, or whatever, and, and we can teach the life pillars, and then they can go back and nice. start implementing it into their youth group. That's really good. And we see it being we see it being a worldwide thing, too, not just in our location, mm-hmm. but another one of our desires is to plant these ministries in other places and allow people to grab onto this vision and start it in their own church and you know this would be this would be something that would just reach worldwide and it would create as as we called it from the beginning which is funny that this is all happening what's going on in the world right now it's awakening people yes to what really matters it's awakening people to what's important it's, mm-hmm. there's an awakening happening right now and that's what we prayed from the beginning from with strong the beginning. tower amen is that there would be an awakening in America of the youth mm-hmm. and the young adults, and that they would realize that there's more to life than just their job. There's more to life than school and money. Um, what really matters is just having that relationship with Jesus, mm-hmm. and uh, that they would be awakened one day to realize that. And I believe that that's taking place right now. So I have... My faith is at the point of where, you know, after this whole thing is said and done and mm-hmm. we're able to gather together again, yeah. that people are going to say, you know what, we need something more than what we've been getting and that this strong tower, not for our benefit by any means, but for the benefit right. of the world, yes. strong tower is just going to take off and explode and mm-hmm. people are going to start implementing this ministry into their own ministry. And uh, I just see it, I see it growing after this whole thing is over with. Yes, that's awesome. And yeah, and you know, the neat part is what you're explaining too is going to be said for us adults as well, a wake-up call. Yes. And this this morning when I was having my quiet time, I can definitely say the Holy Spirit showed me a little vision. And I've got to figure out how I'm going to write it up. But the vision was of the body of Christ being a big two-liter bottle of soda with the lid on it. And so you've got your soda sitting there, and right now the body of Christ is being shaken up. So you picture that bottle of soda being shaken and shaken and shaken. Now it's under pressure, but the lid's still on it because we're in quarantine right now. But once this thing is over, when that lid comes off, it's going to explode. And it's going to explode with people who are going to be hungry for the Lord now because they've actually sat down and taken a break from life 
and started focusing yeah. on their relationship with Jesus Christ again. And it's going to be yeah. one of those wake up calls of, oh, yeah, God called me to do that. Not just like you said, not about working every day and being so busy that we forget or don't even know about a life with Jesus Christ. So like you said, yeah. once this thing is over, yes, it's going to explode. I mean, what you're what you folks are doing is amazing. You're equipping the saints, literally. Yes. Yeah, so that's, that's awesome. That's my heart's desire. And if it's going to go worldwide, you know that means you need to make some more videos. Hint, hint. Yes. <laughs> yes. This is the time where it's like being in a cave and sitting back and saying, okay, I know what my calling is. I got to start taking notes. I got to start making videos. I got to get ready because when the gate yeah. comes open, it's game on. Yeah. That's true. That's very true. You're right. Yeah, I do believe that God is showing us that playtime's over. Playtime yeah. is really over. It's time to wake up and be the body of Christ we're supposed to be. And I mentioned yesterday I was looking up the figures, 7 billion people in the world, and it was saying a little over 2 billion are Christians. Wow. So that leaves 5 billion people. And yeah. whether there are other beliefs or not, we've got work to do. Right. And, right. and so we've got to get out here and do it any way possible. If that means we're in our homes right now making videos and writing and getting it out online to all the people out there using and listening to your music on YouTube or iTunes and all kinds of places we need to be doing that be about the father's yes. business yes. well awesome that's, right. that's exciting so moving right along that sounds awesome by the way that strong tower it's strong tower 818 818 now what does the 818 yes. stand for uh, 8 is new life and 18 is new beginnings very nice and we'll I'll be putting up the links and contact information for you folks as well. That way anybody who's interested will be able to get that information right off of this video or right in the write-up that I do. So that's exciting. Um, before we do close, I do want to um, let you have the floor a few minutes about your friend Landon Spradlin. Landon Spradlin. Oh, my goodness. What a... What a great man. Mm. Uh, you know, what got us here in the first place these last three years, uh, the enemy came in and really tried to destroy the ministry. And uh, we were asked to, long story short, take over a church, and we did not feel led to do so. And so we told the pastors our hearts for youth and young adults and for, for music. And so, long story short, they said, your services are really no longer needed here. Oh, no. And some, some wild things went on, and so we stepped out on faith. And at that time, the Lord had woke me up in the middle of the night and said, get some recording studio stuff and start recording. And this was about a year before all that happened. So we stepped out on faith. And when we did, a friend of mine I'd known for a long time called me up and said, you need to come to one of these meetings. It's just started. We only had one. We're fixing to have a, a second meeting. I think you need to be a part of this group. And it was called MFI, Musicians Fellowship International. So we went. Landon Spradlin is the one who had come up. He had caught a, caught a vision from the Lord about getting and uniting musicians, Christian musicians, from all over to meet up in little pockets, trade off songs, mm. pray for one another, encourage one another. 
um, lift each other up because a lot of times musicians are just um, used for their talent or, hey, you know, I just want to hang out with you because you're you. Right. Um, and so he felt the need for that. So we had met him at this at this place and met some other guys and started uh, being a part of MFI. And Landon Spradlin is... Uh, well, was, still is, he's in heaven, so he's even more so now, uh, one of the most genuine guys that we have met. Um, he would always call us, I mean, out of all the people in the MFI, man, he would call us and say, hey, I saw this on Facebook, are you guys okay? Is everything doing, you know, y'all doing all right? right. Um, hey, you're fixing to go minister, can we pray for you? Um, very genuine, very heartfelt, we'd see him in meetings. Um, he wanted to know about you, about what, and he was speaking nice. life into you, just life, life, life into you. Mm -hmm. Nothing was ever, um, oh, woe is me. It was always, hey, man, well, I've gone through this, and God's pulled me out, and God's going to do this to you. I mean, just amazing man of nice. God. And uh, he had come down, uh, what was it, a couple, couple of weeks ago with double pneumonia. He's coming back from witnessing and singing at the Mardi Gras. And came back with double pneumonia, and um, they tested him for the coronavirus. He had that. And so he ended up passing away, what was it, two days ago? Mm, sorry to so hear that. So our hearts break for the family, and hearts, you know, break for us as well. We know where he's at. Right. But, uh, you know, to have to have somebody as powerful as he is, as a man of God, leave the earth, mm. it's just one less person to minister to the masses, you know? Yes. So sorry to hear about your friend's loss. Thank you. Sounds like he was definitely an amazing man, and he definitely planted some seeds. He planted a lot of seeds. Mm. You know, the funny thing is I've been, I've been seeing all these different posts from people who are also posting about him that either knew him well or had just met him a few occasions. And the common thread with every post that I read is encouragement mm. every person that has ever posted anything that i have read has always been he was such an encouragement to me he encouraged me at my lowest point he spoke life into me when i was going through this he was it, common thread and man to see that many people say the same thing about mm. somebody yeah is just that's awesome i don't know it it if only people could say the same thing about me whenever i'm gone mm -hmm. you know a common thread it's just it's just amazing to read it yeah. just lets you know that that's just who he was from mm -hmm. his heart and it wasn't something that was just for show he was just he was just that guy he was an yeah. encourager he was a great man very genuine and, uh, i know that he's having a good time up there but mm -hmm. boy, this, this earth is really missing missing that man and is going to continue missing that man for a long time and mm. if you don't mind me saying um he was a Blues Hall of Famer uh, guitarist and singer. So if anybody out there likes blues music, you need to look up Landon Spradlin. He's got great songs, uh, great blues songs, wonderful man of God. So you nice. would enjoy his music. Yes. Let's see here. Okay. Well, as we're wrapping up, Natalie, do you have any advice for the listeners? Oh, Course. <laughs> biggest advice that I can say is draw close to God. Mm -hmm. 
you know, the, the scripture that everybody knows, but not everybody really knows it. Proverbs 3, 4, and 5, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him, and He will direct your path. And you know, in this day and age, with everything that's going on right now in this world, it's very easy to get caught up in the news, mm -hmm. to get caught up in what people are saying on Facebook, to get caught up on the worry and the doubt and the fear. But, you know... We need to, as Christians, this is our time to draw closer to Him, Yes. trust in Him, not look to the things that are going on around us, not trust in what we see ourselves in, but trust in what the Word of God says. And the other thing that I would say is, and I posted this on Facebook yesterday, um, what would this world look like right mm. now if we stopped glorifying the COVID-19 and talking continually about COVID-19, about the destruction and the, all the stuff that's going on, and instead quoted scripture and instead Amen. glorified God and what his word says mm -hmm. in the midst of all the stuff that's going on. How different would this world look right now? Mm if we would change our words. And you know, the Bible says that the uh, life and death are in the power of the tongue. Yes. And I truly believe that what we speak has power. Mm -hmm. And what we say carries weight. And if we constantly speak the negative things that this virus and that this quarantine and the lockdown and all this stuff, if we constantly are talking about all the negative that's going on in the world, then that's all we're going to see. Mm -hmm. But if we actually start speaking life, and speaking the word of God on what He says, um, I believe that we'll be seeing a different, a different thing going on in this world than what we see right now. It's a matter of changing our mindset and changing our words, and speaking that life into this world right now instead of the death and destruction. Mm -hmm. And oh my gosh, we can't do this. And we, you know, it's changing, shifting your mindset, sh shifting your words, and speaking life rather than. Um, rather than the death. So I would probably challenge people right now mm -hmm. that when you're in a conversation or when you're tempted to say something and start talking about the COVID-19 in a, oh my goodness, I can't believe this has happened sort of way, instead of saying that, pray, speak God, speak life, mm -hmm. speak truth, and just see how that changes not only your own personal mindset and attitude, but it's also going to change the people around you, which is going to change the people around them, and it's just going to spread. Yes. And we'll be spreading the good news of Jesus instead of the Gloom disastrous and news of the enemy. Mm-hmm. Amen. Very good. Yes. And how about you there, Mr. Phelan? Um, you know what? I would, I would have to say the same thing. Um, just kind of to, to add a little bit to it, you know, Moses, when God pulled his people out of Egypt, he saved them from the plagues, he, he watched over them from the death, and pulled them out of Egypt mm -hmm. to go from one place to another, um, to go from slavery to not only freedom, but to a land flowing with milk and honey. Mm -hmm. And most of those people in the desert complained. Yeah. Um, God did not want them complaining. 
You know, there was a lack of faith. And instead of them saying, oh, man, I'm free. Oh, man, God protected us. Oh, man, look how God has provided. Um, they started looking on the negative, And they constantly complained, 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 murmured. And over and over again in Scripture, it talks about how uh, that displeased God. And so I think when that mindset is changed, when our words are changed, look how God is blessed, look at what God is doing, what mm. God's going to do. Um, you know, we're in a wilderness time, but you know what? That's okay, because now I get to spend more time with God. Yes. They got to spend time with God. Mm. The rock followed them, the cloud by day, the fire by night. Yes. And they're still complaining because they're not rejoicing in what they have uh, and the relationship that they have. They're looking at what they don't have. Mm. Amen. Amen. Definitely listen to them, folks, because what they just shared is very important. And so in closing, Phelan, could you close in prayer, please? I would love to. Um, I'll read a scripture and then, uh, then, then pray it, if you don't mind. Yep. Uh, Psalm 67 says, God, be merciful to us and bless us. Cause your face to shine upon us. Mm that your way may be known among the earth and your saving health among all nations. So, Father God, I want to thank you, Lord Jesus, for what we are going through. Um, Lord, I want to thank you, Father, because it's drawing us closer to you. We are wise, Father. We will see it. If we are wise, we will act upon it. And so, Father, I'm asking, Lord, that you will cause your face to shine upon us in this time. That, Father God, your church will... Uh, become strong and healthy. We'll lay off shackles and chains and things, Father, that have bound us, Lord Jesus, or distracted us. And that, Father God, you will cause your face to shine upon us, and we will look unto you for our health. And I want to pray, God, your health and healing among all the nations. I pray, Father God, that you will step in, show yourself strong, show yourself mighty, bring healing to the nations, let people know, Father God, that you are a number one. You are God in control. You are the one that we need to seek. You are the one we need to put our trust in. And that, Father, um, we will. you will cause us to repent. And, Father, I'm in the same boat. Cause us to repent, Lord Jesus, so that we will turn to you, the author and the finisher of our faith. Um, bless, bless Stephen, Father God, and his podcast and everything that he does, Father. Give him the words to speak. In the name of Jesus, uh, give us the words to speak in the name of the Lord. And we just want to thank you, Father, that you establish the work of our hands and that you bless us continually. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And I just want to add to that. Let me go ahead and pray for you, too, and your ministries and everything that you're doing. So, Heavenly Father, we just thank you so much for blessing us with this opportunity to have an awesome time together just talking about ministry, life, love. But Heavenly Father, I just pray a blessing over the Barthans and everything that you put their hands to. Blessings, prosperity, favor that can only come from you. Bless their family, bless their sons. Heavenly Father, the ministry, such a blessing to hear about Strong Tower 818. Blessings in the name of Jesus Christ on that ministry, Lord, that it will grow and expand throughout the entire world, as well as all their music, Lord. Continue to bless them with songs. Continue to bless them with everything they need to be the vessels that you call them to be. And we just thank you right now for this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, there you have thank it, you folks. Yes, great interview. It's great having you both on. 
And we will definitely be doing this again one day. Continue to do what you're doing. And all you folks out there listening, uh, make sure you take a look at the contact information. Check out their CDs online. You can find them at iTunes, Spotify, and a few other places as well. Great music. There's going to be some new songs coming out soon, possibly a dedication to the healthcare workers. Hint, hint, hint. <laughs> and wonderful couple. It's been great talking to you folks. It really has. Thank you. Yes. Thanks for, for having Thank us. It's been a blessing. Yes. And uh, God bless you guys, and God bless everyone. And uh, Yes, you too. Okay, you folks take care. God bless. All right. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, there you have it, folks. What an awesome time. I cannot tell you enough how thankful I am for that wonderful couple. They're such a blessing. They have so much life in them for the Lord. Check them out, folks. Go over, check out their websites. Check them out. Check out their music, like I said before. And uh, look and see what they're doing. And uh, it's exciting. Exciting stuff ahead. God bless you all, wherever you are in the world. Take care of yourselves. You know, follow the orders. If it's quarantine time at the time that you hear this, then make sure you follow the rules. Just play by the rules. Drink lots of water. Keep your social distancing. Pray for one another. Don't live in fear, though. And keep God first in your life. With that being said, take care of yourselves. God bless. Peace.